Hello and welcome to Leanne Ward Nutrition, a podcast where you will find expert advice on all things health and nutrition related. Each week, we will discuss my three niche areas of gut health, emotional eating and sustainable fat loss. My hope for this podcast is to cut through the BS online and show you real, practical and evidence-based messages around nutrition so you can live your best life day in and day out. So sit tight, buckle up and let's get started on today's podcast. Hello guys and welcome to another podcast with myself, Leanne, as your host. So today, instead of having an expert guest on for you guys, you'll get me. I will be your expert guest and I am addressing an important topic that I get so many questions about and that topic is weekend eating and social eating. People always ask me how to maintain balance and keep a healthy lifestyle while, you know, while actually eating socially and, um, and out at restaurants and cafes as well. So let's be real here, guys. All of these six or eight week, you know, gym challenges, they don't really let you eat out. So you lose the weight during the challenge. Then as soon as you're finished, you go out, you have your normal life, you start socializing again and shock horror, all of your hard work gets undone. So eating out is a way of life and it's an enjoyable part of life too. So we don't want to avoid it, you know, and we can't avoid all social situations forever. But if you do find yourself avoiding social situations, then I would strongly encourage you to listen to the podcast with Naturally Nina. That's podcast number three. We discuss disordered eating in that podcast. And if the thought of going out and eating socially gives you anxiety, then I would urge you to seek the help of a professional because this is absolutely no way to live. And there is no shame or guilt in this, but you know, food and eating out, it shouldn't give us shame, anxiety, or stress. If eating out or not being able to control what you put in your food gives you anxiety or stress or makes you feel uncomfortable, then please, I would urge you guys to link in with a professional such as a dietitian or a psychologist to help improve your relationship with food. Now, meeting friends and family for a meal out is a normal part of life and we don't want to avoid it, but we can have some super handy tips up our sleeve to maintain our healthy lifestyle. And that's what I want to give you guys today. I want you to eat foods that you love without fearing um, food and without feeling like you're going to gain all of that weight back or without feeling like you'll completely lose control around food and just eat everything in sight. So this is the topic of today's podcast. We're going to be talking about weekend eating, social eating, and maintaining balance. Now, the biggest thing that I see people struggling with is that restriction during the week, which ends um, or kind of leads to weekend blowouts. So they eat, in inverted commas, like, perfectly or clean, you know, Monday to Friday, then Friday night rolls around and they just feel so restricted that they literally have no willpower left to say no. So the biggest tip that I give my one-on-one coaching ladies is to allow yourself to eat food during the week. And that's food that you love, not just salad. Yes, I said that right, guys. Allow yourself to eat food. You know, people think that they can't eat chocolate on a Monday or have French fries with their dinner on a Wednesday. But I promise you, the more that you restrict these foods during the week, the more you're going to end it, the more you're going to want it at the end of the week and by the weekend. So ask yourself, what is your absolute favorite food in the world? You know, what is your true soul food? And work them into your eating Monday through to Friday. So I personally, and many of you who follow me on social media, know that I love one to two large squares of chocolate 
nearly every night. And that I personally love lint chocolate. Like it's my favorite in the world. And I also love pasta. I'm just not satisfied with eating salad Monday through to Friday for lunch. So I love making up like a pasta or a, um, a sort of bread type of meal Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And because I crave bread, I don't, you know, it's not something I only allow myself to eat on the weekend. I allow myself to eat it during the week as well. And if I want some ice cream, then I'll have some, but uh, you know, after dinner on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, it doesn't just become a weekend treat for me. So by the time that Friday, Saturday, Sunday rolls around, food is just food to me. It has no emotional attachment to it. I don't feel the desire or the need to eat, you know, an entire block of chocolate after a, a, you know, a stressful week, or I don't feel the need to eat an entire tub of ice cream. I could literally just have three or four spoons and be completely satisfied and completely content because there's no restriction around that food. And I have learned over the years to nourish my emotions in other ways that don't involve food. So this is my biggest tip for you guys, especially for weekend blowouts, allow yourself to eat that food during the week. And if need be, actively force yourself to eat it, you know, Monday through to Friday in just a small amount. So you remove that power that that food has over you. And at the end of the day, food just becomes food. But a lot of us give so much power and emotions to food that when we're stressed or we're tired or we're bored or, you know, we're having some sort of emotional feeling, that food has more power over us than we do over food. So, you know, if weight loss is your goal, eat your soul foods regularly during the week, but replace it for another snack option. Don't, you know, eat it on top of it because you may just be giving your body a little bit too much energy, um, which may make it difficult to lose weight in the end. Um, so let me give you an example of um, what I do for my one-on-one coaching girls. But please bear in mind that within my program, I calculate all of their requirements. I calculate their energy budget, their macros, their micros, and all my ladies need to do is choose a delicious recipe to make. So they don't do any of those calculations. They never feel restricted around food. They don't have to count their foods or track their calories or their macros. Um, and I do this for them over the 12 weeks of coaching. And as the weeks progress, they learn the different types of portions and the amounts of foods that their body needs. And this This is where I sort of see people developing really great relationships when they remove the MyFitnessPal and weighing their food and tracking everything and being obsessed around calories and just seeing food as food. So let me give you an example of a meal plan that I might create for one of my one-on-one coaching girls that helps to improve their relationship with food, helps them to conquer any sort of emotional eating, but still allow them to lose their fat stores as well. So I might say for breakfast, choose this overnight oat recipe, choose this smoothie recipe, or maybe have some cottage cheese or some scrambled tofu on toast. And then morning tea options might be some veggie sticks and hummus, or it might be some chocolate, or it could be a small packet of potato crisps. And this is morning tea on a Monday, guys. Yeah, I let my girls eat chocolate on a Monday if that's what their body or is, you know, their soul is craving. So on for lunchtime, I might say have a tuna pasta bake or have a tuna salad or have a chicken pesto pasta dish or maybe a vegetarian wrap with some roasted veggies and some chickpeas. And then for afternoon tea, I might say you can have a yogurt, you could have some fruit, you could have some nuts, or you could have a little bit more chocolate if that's what you feel like your body needs. And then for dinner, they might have a stir fry, they might have some homemade pizza with salad, or they might have a nourishing lentil soup with some sourdough. So imagine this for me, guys. Imagine eating potato chips, tuna bake, chocolate, homemade pizzas on a Monday night and still being able to lose weight and maintain a healthy lifestyle. So eating all of these delicious and filling foods regularly, this is what healthy eating and, and you know, doing it long term is all about. But most people drop their calories far too low. They cut out all of that 
you know, in inverted commas, bad food, then they lose all of that willpower by the end of the week because they're focusing so hard on being so strict during the week. It comes to the weekend and they completely blow out and they're left wondering why. So eating your favorite foods regularly, it is possible guys, but if you're sitting there and you're just completely utterly confused, or if this concept scares you, or you just have no idea where to start, please book in with a dietitian or a sports dietitian. We are experts in this area and we can help you guide towards your goals. Or if you like, you're welcome to apply for my premium one-on-one coaching program, Lean Gut Mind Method. So you can go to my website, www.leangutmindmethod.com, and you can apply to work with me as your coach for 12 weeks. And you can see if the, the program is right for you. But I will let you guys know, I only work with women, sorry guys, and I only work with women who need to heal their relationship with food, conquer emotional eating, and improve their gut health whilst learning to lose fat sustainably. So if all of these things aren't you, then please don't apply for my coaching program because I am very, very specific about the ladies that I work with. Now, imagine this. You are constantly eating delicious, filling and nourishing food. And by the time the weekend rolls around, you just want to keep doing this. You want to keep eating these delicious foods. You want to keep moving your body because you feel so good rather than getting to Friday, having no willpower left, being utterly exhausted, hating, you know, if you saw another salad, you'd want to kick somebody, then you lie on the couch, order Uber Eats, or you drive through Macca's. You know, when we remove the restriction from eating, guys, we take back that power from food and we take back that power. Food no longer has power over us. And that, my darlings, is such a beautiful place to be in. So that is my top tip to prevent weekend blowouts. Remove the restrictions during the week and allow yourself to eat small amounts of your favorite soul foods regularly. I'm not saying eat a whole block of chocolate on a Monday. I'm saying have a few squares. It's not going to derail your progress. Sure, you might get some more vitamins and minerals out of having a banana or some carrot sticks, but it it will not derail your progress as long as the majority of your eating It's great nourishing foods and a small portion is a small amount of soul foods because that is what life and that is what lifelong healthy eating is all about. So I am giving you guys permission to eat some chocolate at morning tea on a Monday if that's what you feel like you need to do. Because for some people, this is the first step that they need to take in taking back that power that food has over them. Now, my next important concept is talking about social eating. There will always be, you know, a friend who wants to catch up at the local cafe. There'll always be a family member's birthday, a wedding, a party, some sort of social event. We can't avoid them. And we don't want to, guys, because this is living and food provides us with enjoyment. So eating out, it will always be a part of our life. But we can learn to manage a little bit better rather than avoiding it altogether. And that way we'll all be much happier at the end of the day. So today I have five tips that I myself use for social occasions and eating out. Now, not every tip will work for you guys or will work for every social situation. But my goal is to provide you with many different tools for many different situations. I like to think of each um, sort of tip as just another tool in your toolbox. And not every tool is appropriate for the situation. But that way you've got that knowledge and you can pick and choose what you'd like to do in social occasions and when you're eating out. So my first tip is intermittent fasting. Now, I see a lot of, I'm going to say fluff on social media and a lot of, um, 
kind of things that aren't very true around intermittent fasting. So it's not a magical weight loss elixir. It is basically the research to date has shown that intermittent fasting is just as good as a calorie deficit, but no better. But I do find myself and a lot of my clients find that their hunger levels are easier to control within a smaller eating window rather than trying to just eat a really low amount of calories throughout the day. Um, So I do find that um, intermittent fasting is a great practical uh, tool to use in social situations. And we do also know that with the evidence, skipping meals isn't detrimental to your health. You know, rewind the clock, you know, two, three, five years ago, and we used to think that skipping meals would damage your metabolism. We now know that this isn't true. And people can fast all day if they want to, and it's not going to be detrimental to their health as long as they keep their fluid and their hydration up. So if intermittent fasting is something that you would like to explore a little bit more, I've got three podcasts on this topic, so I'm not going to go any further into it today. Please listen to the podcast number five that I did myself on intermittent fasting and also podcast number 11 and 12 with our expert guest dietitian, Jamie Chambers. She is um, a specialist in around uh, intermittent fasting. So you'll get so much wisdom out of her podcast number 11 and 12. So that's my first tip is to use something like intermittent fasting on the weekend or when you know you, you're eating out. So the wedding that I attended a couple of weeks ago, I put a photo of Dave and I up on social media at that wedding. And we both did intermittent fasting that day because we knew that we would be eating um, a lot of foods that we wouldn't typically eat. You know, we had pizza and some gnocchi and that sort of thing at the wedding. There was beautiful wedding cake. And then we also had um, probably one or two too many drinks at that at the wedding as well. So intermittent fasting is just an easy tool that we use um, in social situations. Um, so my tip number two for you guys is to make sure the foods that you're eating are true soul foods. Okay. So often when we come from a place of restriction, we view all junk food and all processed food as you know foods that we love. But when we sit down, our emotional response to a cookie might be very different to ice cream. So when I sit down, I think about ice cream and um, potato chips. They're my absolute soul foods. Whereas if somebody offered me a cookie or if they offered me some lollies or something, I don't feel the same way about it as I do like chocolate or ice cream or potato chips. I just don't love it that much. Sure, I'll eat it and I'll kind of enjoy it, but it's kind of like so-so. Like I'll enjoy it just as much as I'll enjoy um you know, some scrambled tofu on toast or like a really nourishing meal as well. So sit down and try to establish exactly what your true soul food is. Now I talk about these soul foods or these high sacrifice foods in my ebook, which is available on my website. So if you're having a bit of a hard time differentiating between what are your true soul foods and what is just processed food or junk food, my ebook will very much help to guide you. But differentiating between both of them is such a powerful concept because when we come from a place of restriction and we just cut every, you know, in inverted commas, bad food out. It makes us want all of that process and junk food even more. But all of those foods, I can promise you, don't have the same um, enjoyment level that um, one food does compared to another. So establishing what is just a junk food versus what is something that is a soul food. You know, it's not great for you, but it really does just provide you with so much joy and so much satisfaction that eating a small amount is 100% worth it. Whereas for me, something like a cookie, I'd kind of enjoy it, but I'd get the same amount of enjoyment from a really nourishing um, sort of like, um, I don't know if I made like a lentil pasta or something like that with heaps of veggies and I'd get the same amount of satisfaction. So of course I'm going to choose the food that nourishes my body more 
rather than the cookie, which I know is not a nourishing choice at all. Versus if I was to have some ice cream, oh my God, that's one of my favorite foods in the world, but it has to be a very specific type of ice cream. It's not all ice cream. So your soul food should be very specific as well. So tip number two is to ensure that the foods that you eat are either A, completely nourishing foods for your body, or B, absolutely true soul foods for you. Now, tip number three is when you're eating out, choose a meal with vegetables and salads first. So scan down the menu and choose something which has plenty of vegetables and salads to keep you full. Now, a lot of the time when we eat out, we want to we want to enjoy food. And one of my favorite things to, to eat out is some pasta or some pizza. I mean, um, you know, I love Italian, but I know that if I ate an entire pizza or an entire bowl of pasta, I'm just going to feel like so bloated and just kind of like so blah afterwards. And my body honestly just does not need that amount of food. So an easy thing that I do is I'll eat half a pizza or half the bowl of pasta and I'll share with somebody else. So we'll get one pizza and a big salad, or we'll get a bowl of pasta and a whole bowl of steamed veggies and we'll eat half and half. That way we don't feel restricted. We don't feel like we're missing out. But when we come to finishing the meal, we don't have that overfull kind of like gross feeling like we've just eaten far too much because it you know it was in front of us so i encourage you to choose the meal that you absolutely love share half with somebody or doggy bag it and take it home with you and then order a second um either a side of you know uh, a salad or some sort of steamed vegetables as well and that way you get to eat the meal that you love but you're only eating half of it and then the other half of your tummy gets to fill up on lots of nourishing vegetables or salad and that way you don't feel that restricted restriction, you get to eat the foods that you love and you also get to nourish your body and nourish your soul at the same time. Fourth tip for you guys is deciding whether you want an entree, a delicious main, some alcohol or a dessert. Again, when we come from a place of restriction, we tend to blow out when we when we eat out. It's like I've got to order an entree, a main, you know, I've got to have a couple of glasses of wine and have a dessert as well because I'm being in inverted commas, bad, and I'm not going to be able to eat these foods again. So when you remove that restriction from food and remind yourself that you can have any of these foods anytime you want, it just creates such a powerful mindset for you. So you don't need no nobody, even if you're a powerlifter, you don't need an entree, a main, a couple of glasses of alcohol and a dessert. Like it's just far too much food for, for a normal person. So I would encourage you to decide, scan the menu or look it up before you go out and decide what does your body really desire today? You know, and a lot of time for me, I'll choose a main and a glass of alcohol. But if I'm going somewhere that's like really renowned for their desserts, like they're, you know, famous for their desserts, of course, I'm going to have dessert at that restaurant, but I'm going to skip the main. I'm going to have a light. I'm going to skip the entree, have a lighter main option. I might get some grilled fish and some salad, and then I might have, you know, a really delicious dessert. I'm going to have the dessert all to myself. I'm not going to share it with anybody versus another day I might just really crave a glass or two of wine. You guys know that I love, you know, a good glass of salve or a glass of red. So I might choose, um, you know, a chicken salad or something for dinner, might have a glass of wine and I might choose to share a dessert with somebody else. So again, just decide what your heart truly desires when you're eating out, remove that restriction from food, remind yourself that you can eat any of these foods whenever you like, but decide what it is that your body truly desires. Are you going to have an entree and a main? Are you going to have a main and a dessert? Are you going to have a really nourishing main meal so you can have a couple of glasses of wine or a couple of beers or something like that with your meal? Often when people eat out, they just kind of 
you know, go into that, oh, whatever I'm eating out, I may as well eat everything so I can, you know, start again tomorrow and eat healthy tomorrow. But I encourage you just to find a little bit of balance while you're eating out. And I promise you that you'll feel much better after your meal in the next day as well. So that's tip number four, decide what it is that you want, because I can promise you there, the majority of bodies out there do not need an entree, a main, a dessert and alcohol. (laughs) And then my fifth tip is to only eat until you're 80% full. So it generally takes us at least 20 minutes for our brain to recognize that our tummy has had enough. So the slower you eat, the better. So put your fork down between mouthfuls, have a few sips of water, really just allow yourself to chew your food properly. It'll help if you've got any sort of gut problems or you suffer from a lot of bloating. Chewing your food is one of the number one tips that can assist with bloating. So put your fork down, chew your food properly and enjoy the social situation that you're in rather than just inhaling your meal. And then 80% full is a concept that a lot of communities use around the world. And it's a brilliant concept where you don't have to count your calories or track your macros. You just don't overeat because I think that in today's society, we kind of like we're afraid of being hungry. So we eat too much in a meal so that we feel over full and then we never allow ourselves to really feel hungry. We're constantly snacking and grazing throughout the day. So just remember that your next meal or snack is probably only a few hours later. You don't need to force yourself to eat, um, you know, everything on your plate just because it was provided for you. Um, and I like to sort of, even just when I get my main meal at a restaurant or something, I kind of mentally divide my plate into quarters and I'll eat a quarter of my meal, put my fork down, have a sip of water, enjoy the social conversation and just ask myself, am I still hungry? And, you know, 99% of the time after a quarter of my meal, of course I am. So then I'll eat the next quarter. I'll take a second, slow down, put my fork down and ask myself the same question. Am I still hungry? Yes, I'll have another sip of water, engage in conversation, and then in another quarter of my meal. Am I still hungry? And 90% of the time, I don't go back for that last quarter of my meal because I've actually had enough. I'm feeling content. I'm not feeling full or over full. I'm feeling 80% kind of full or topped up and content. And that's where I like to stop and that's where I like to be. Because if I finish absolutely everything on my plate, you know, restaurant portions are far more that I normally eat at home and I'll end up feeling just, you know, over full bloated, that kind of yuck feeling when you just eat a little bit too much at a restaurant. So eat until you're 80% full is the fifth um, sort of top tip that I want to give you guys today. So as I said, these are my top five tips. They might not be appropriate for you. So take what you like, leave the rest. But I do hope that the podcast today has helped you to understand that you can go out, you can eat the foods that you love without undoing all of your hard work, but you need to first remove the restriction from food. You need to take back that power and see food just as food. You need to listen to your body. You need to eat slowly. You need to choose just one or two things that your soul completely desires rather than absolutely everything on offer which if you ate absolutely everything and everything on your plate, you'd you'd end up feeling just crappy after the meal. And rather than feeling really content and satisfied and nourished, you'd end up feeling um, kind of have that food regret where you're kind of in that food coma and you're like, oh my God, I can't move. I feel, you know, I feel so gross. So eat until you're 80% full, eat slowly, eat mindfully and enjoy the social conversation. So today, my challenge for you guys is to write down one or two things that really resonated with you from this podcast and go out and put them into practice. You know, knowledge, it's just stored information until you start to continuously act on that knowledge. You'll never change. So pause this podcast, 
get out a pen and a paper and write down the one to two things that you can do right now to help with weekend and social eating and get straight to work on it because practice makes progress. Not perfection, nobody's perfect, but practice makes progress. So knowledge is just stored information. You have to act on it. You have to practice it again and again and again. So that's all that I've got for you guys today. If you enjoyed my podcast or if you have any suggestions for future topics, please leave me a positive rating. And in the comments, please tell me how much you enjoyed the podcast and suggest a future topic for me to record. I know it only takes a few minutes, but when you guys do this, when you leave me a positive rating or review, it absolutely means the world to me. And it also helps to show Apple that my podcast should be shown to more people in the health space because it is a great evidence-based podcast. And I know that the information that I provide is helpful. And I know that the guests that I have on the podcast are absolutely amazing. So please take a few minutes out of your day. It's all I ask of you guys to leave me some positive ratings and some positive reviews, because that way my podcast can get shown to more people. And I would absolutely love if you enjoyed this episode or any other episodes, please post them onto your Instagram or Facebook stories. And that way I can repost it on mine as well. And I can let others know what you guys think of the podcast. So that is all for me today, guys. Thank you so much. And I will catch you in the next episode next week.